0: And good morning to everyone tuning in for this this Dream House. This is a little different than the times that we normally have, where everybody talks about what's going on at this time. Everybody's talking about this one big thing that's going on right now, because we've got the, the COVID virus that's going on right now, the coronavirus, as a lot of people have called it. So this is going to be one of those deals we're going to do with something special. An Omaha, if you will. It's a chance to maybe, maybe do a little bit of an audible here. Chef Marcus hanging out with us here to this morning and he's going to help us to uh, kind of uh Make people uh, aware of a few things just a little bit. Hey, Mark. How are you, man? Good
1: morning. I'm doing very well, Jim.
0: So what we're talking about here is, of course, everybody having to – well, shelter in place, basically, is what everybody's having to do here at this point. So with the shelter in place that's going on right now, so you've kind of moved some of your cooking classes to kind of an online perspective, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. So, you know, uh, Appliance Factory, who's my sponsor, uh, is – still open for business uh they're an essential uh operation because you know you need a refrigerator uh to live you really do you need a a freezer or certainly a dishwasher washer dryer to uh, keep things clean and sanitized so they're my main sponsor and uh, they asked me to move my in-home cooking classes to online um, which is really clever because, you know, I do a lot of videos. Maybe some of our listeners have heard me uh, or see me on my YouTube channel or on Facebook. Um, but right now, every day, I'm doing dinner ideas at 3 o'clock, 3.30.
0: Perfect timing. And,
1: uh, yeah, uh, Facebook Live. And I'm trying to use ingredients that I'm walking through the grocery store. and I'm trying to turn my chef mind off and put my home cook maybe maybe you've used to ordering out all the time and not having to cook at home so I'm trying to really simplify and give people ideas and even give people inspiration to have great food coming out of their kitchen that they can share with their friends their family um, and um, and not have to feel like they're having to give that up as well
0: that, and that's a big thing when you talk about because it, it's like, well, what do we what do we have in the kitchen? And that's the thing that everybody kind of gets kind of freaked out about. They're like, I'm not even, I'm not sure what I've got in the kitchen at this point. And you, you right. and you've got so much. We're talking about books and magazines. People have got a lot of free time on their hands right now. You've got a lot of free time to maybe do a little browsing here. Any kind of recommend? Any books that you recommend? Any magazines you recommend?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, magazine. I think the gold standard is Bon Appetit magazine. Um, I get that myself. And, um, you know, even as a pro chef, I've got almost 30 years of experience under my belt. To me, they really appeal to someone who knows how to cook. So if you were to read that magazine, and maybe you don't know how to cook, I, I come away from that inspired with ideas. Um, and I can just kind of flip through and glance at recipes and be like, oh yeah, I never thought of making, a you know, maybe a jicama slaw for my taco Tuesday. Uh, normally i would do uh, you know just shred of lettuce uh, yeah. all of a sudden i find myself you know firing up some of their ideas and putting my own twist on it
0: i was wondering uh, how many times have you actually stolen one of their one of their ideas on the magazine and said eh, yeah that's that's mine
1: i never steal i just become inspired
0: you borrow
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> inspiration. Uh, but they answer your question uh, all the time i just think they do a great job um but, you know i'm going to recommend a textbook yeah and that book is called the new pro chef or the new professional chef um, and that is the textbook that i learned out of when i went to culinary school in pittsburgh back in 94 and 95 and it's a step-by-step process of how to use a knife how to make a sauce how to strain a sauce and the recipes are written in a way where, where every ingredient is the next ingredient that you work with. And it teaches you mise en place, how to put things in place.
0: Now what is ready. what? Now what is mise en place?
1: Yeah, li- mise en place literally means to put in place. So like I was cooking today online and I made chicken stir fry, so I had my chicken thawed, I had my veggies ready, I had my pan preheated, I had my oil, my soy sauce, my sriracha sauce, my ginger, I had everything either ready and out, or I knew where it was. And mise en place is even a frame of mind. It's to say that I'm going to be eating at, let's say, 6.30. How much time do I need? What am I going to make tomorrow? Am I ready to be successful? And for...
0: Planning ahead.
1: Planning ahead. Great food is not accidental. One of the things I've been really preaching on my online cooking class this week is to think two days in advance. So today, uh, what am I going to make two days from now? What do I want to eat next week? And not just for dinner, but breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, And if you think two days in advance, then I'm going to, oh, I got some chicken, I'm going to pull that out of the freezer, and I'm going to thaw that. And I saw some La Broccoli, and I saw that at the grocery store, and I'm going to have the next day, maybe I want Mexican food. Oh, it's going to be a Tuesday. Great, Taco Tuesday. I love Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Maybe I want guacamole. So I know I got to buy the avocados a couple days in advance so they can ripen. And it's that kind of just thinking two days in advance. I think for our listeners, they might be surprised at how much easier it is to cook because there's no surprise that we need to eat every day.
0: Plus, there's also the fact that my wife went went to the store today. She goes, oh, my God, the place is just ransacked. The st- I mean yep. everything, I- and it wasn't just the toilet paper aisle. You were talking like the bread and the pitas and all that kind of stuff. And she was just, she was, uh, she was amazed. She goes, "Oh my God!" says, y- "People would think there's a blizzard coming," and.
1: Yeah, I i want to talk to uh, to that a little bit for our listeners listen there's plenty of food the supply line i've been talking to the produce manager and the managers of uh here in colorado we have king supers uh, i typically shop every day for cooking classes and events and promotional things that i do so i've gotten to know the the managers and the and the different division managers over at the store pretty well the one that i go to and what they're saying is they have plenty of food and production is high but where, the reason the shelves appear empty is because so many people are eating at home as yeah. opposed to eating at restaurants. So they've seen a huge influx in business. And to that point, order takeout from your favorite restaurant. If they're open, do them a favor. Go order some takeout food. It's going to help them out. And better yet, buy a gift card uh, now. Um, if it's a restaurant that you really, really love, that you need your support.
0: If it's a pizza buy- place you love, hit it up, you know.
1: Place uh, there's a barbecue place around the corner that I that I frequent often, um, and you know I'm I'm ordering my favorite dish from them. And the CDC guidelines are saying that this is safe to eat. The reason being is that if you were to consume something that had this virus on it, it hits your stomach acid, which neutralizes this. Okay, so that's why they're saying that the food um, in restaurants. Um, you know, the question was, what if the cook has the virus? And that could happen. You know, I mean, let's let's face facts, you know. But what they're saying is if you were to consume that food, uh, if you wash your hands, consume the food and wash your hands, uh, don't touch your face and stuff like that, that you're going to be fine. That's a respiratory illness and that it, you can't get it by consuming food that might have the virus on it.
0: Okay, that 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 actually is a good good guideline. There, where you go. Listen, just do the right thing, and then you know it'll all kind of work itself out. Yes, yes. Okay.
1: And if, if you want your favorite restaurant to be open when you're done with this, give them your business. Choose a choose a fit restaurant. Try eating out if you notice if you're eating out twice a week anyways. Try eating out twice a week still. You know, yeah. if you can't, uh, if you if you're uh, able to do so, it will help. Um, it'll help the restaurant industry I have a lot of friends who are cooks and they're suffering so I want to just uh, uh, ask your listeners to uh, to help out the industry I know that everyone would appreciate that
0: I think a lot of people don't realize you, this is almost a, a, a just life and death struggle for a lot of these people because they're, they're at this point where a lot of these waiters and a lot of these bartenders and stuff like that they're looking at it and going oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it to my next check
1: that's right um, Most uh, most Restaurant servers and cooks and bartenders are not making any money right now. They're uh. waiting for uh, assistance like unemployment um, to help pay the bills. And, um, you know, uh, friends of mine, I have a friend who owns a restaurant, and he went from having, you know, uh, staff, eight in the kitchen, uh, I think 16 in front of the house, including bartenders, servers, hostesses. Wow. Right now, it's him and his wife. And they're doing everything themselves. They oh. can't afford to pay any of the staff, and he's doing takeout orders, but that's all he can do. And he's really just trying to keep his head above water, so that when this is over, he can reopen. Um, and you know, restaurants run on a thin margin, and they typically only have enough cash to go a couple of days, much less three months.
0: Man, it, that, that that's really scary when you talk about it and go, "Oh, this this it's going to be that close for a lot of these these businesses that are going in." Yeah. And a yeah, lot of these businesses, so. are also, you talk about a lot of these businesses that are out there. That these are ones that you got, you you know, you go to them all the time, and you are like, I, I, they've always been there. Well, maybe they're not going to be there someday. So yeah. you kind of think it out.
1: That's unfortunately the reality uh, for a lot of uh, restaurants and other businesses as well, you know. Um, and I'm, <clears throat> I feel um, thankful to work for a company that is an essential company. Uh, and that's um, really being very uh, strict on the CDC guidelines, following those, and making sure that we're open for our customers. One of the interesting things is we've moved so much. Uh, Pine factories moved so much of their business online, over the phone, um, and have really reacted instantly to the CDC guidelines for social distancing, hand washing. Our delivery drivers have masks and hand sanitizer in fact a large part of my day now is driving around and finding this stuff and uh, making sure that our drivers and and the people who are in the trenches out there making sure that people are uh, getting the appliances they need to be able to live comfortably are themselves safe and secure, and uh, able to do their jobs uh, under CDC guidelines.
0: And thank you very much to Appliance Factory Fine Lines who are uh, w- helping to sponsor this and helping to really you know, take take the lead in this right away when it comes right down to it. Now. Yeah. Here mm-hmm. you, you gave me a kind of a thing here. You said you know what I'm going to give you just uh, just pick some things out and you're going to go. I'm going to come up with something this way. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some. I give you three ingredients and I'm going to let you figure out with three ingredients what you can do. Okay. So okay. Uh, let's do the first one here. Uh, I got I, I, now these are all things I found in my fridge: romaine lettuce, hard to believe it's still good, uh, chicken, and frozen waffles.
1: What kind of chicken? Is it like a chicken breast? Uh, Yeah. Okay. That's easy. Okay, I got this. Fire up your grill, and you're going to do grilled romaine lettuce.
0: I get get to go outside and get the grill, too? This is good. You
1: get to go outside and get the grill going. Cut it in half, the romaine lettuce, and you're going to put the flat side, oil it. Okay. Lemon, juice, salt, pepper. Put it on the on the grill and grill that romaine lettuce until it gets kind of crispy on the edges. Delicious.
0: You got me turned on. You got me turned on to grilled lettuce not too long ago, a couple of, like, like earlier earlier this year, and I was like, oh, this is good. This is really good. Yeah.
1: You're gonna grill the chicken, of course, and then chicken and waffles. What a classic pairing. So, <laughs> so throw the waffles on the grill, heat them up, and get some syrup. And make a chicken and waffle Caesar salad.
0: Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, he's going. He's going. He's going. To, he's going to fatten me up. That's what he's going to do with this. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, here's one for you. I was fi- finding this ground beef. I got a pound of ground beef, uh, a can of green beans hiding there in the in the in the cabinet, and some red potatoes. Something you can do with that? Oh,
1: okay. Oh, there's a bunch of things, but you know what pops to mind almost instantly is um, like shepherd's pie. The ground off the beef and, and drain the green beans, chop them up, throw them in there, right, with the ground beef. You okay. know, spice it up, you know, salt, pepper. Um, you know, um, if you don't have like a can of soup kicking around, which you probably do, but if you don't, even just water, uh, thicken that up with um, like cornstarch or flour slurry, and then mix some mashed potatoes oh, man. Uh, with your red potatoes, put that on top, and then throw that in the oven until it's golden brown and bubbly
0: oh this is good this is good now you guys are writing this down right everybody who's listening here they got to be writing this stuff down and go oh it's okay though because i i'm pretty sure chef mark will probably put this stuff on the facebook page you'll probably be able to look at it here's one for you and this is the one that really kind of got me because a bag of croutons yeah eggs and uh let's throw in some canned tuna
1: okay got it all right i got this Drain the tuna, crum- crumble up the croutons, throw that in the tuna, add the egg, mix it together, and make a tuna um, patty that you're going to sear off in a pan, almost like a like a fish cake. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, because I, the the, the, the breadcrumbs, you're basically making seasoned breadcrumbs out of those croutons. Yeah, uh, and the egg is a classic binder. And then, yeah, make, like, a tuna cake in, like, a saute pan, like, maybe, like, if you have a nonstick pan or a cast iron pan. And then, of course, you know, heat up some of, you know, you canned veggies or whatever. But, like, that's what I would do with that.
0: Good news is that you, you're not only getting things out of your cabinet <laughs> that, you, that was probably going to sit there in the, you know, forever anyway. So, but you're also going to be feeding the family. That's right. In a that's major right.
1: way. And, you know. This is fun. Well,
0: you got? Do you got another one? I got one for you. here. This one I'm gonna go a little bit further because I found some things that are like little half and half type deals. Um, how about like a, I've got like a can of pinto beans. Um, I got. I found a tomato in the refrigerator, a half an onion, some hatch green yeah. and some hatch green chilies, and just just to throw you a curveball here, how about a banana in there?
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: Oh. The, uh oh.
1: No, I got this, okay, because banana, banana has a lot of thickening power. It really does. So if you think of like plantains and bananas, if, uh, if you add them to like a dessert, like if I'm making banana foster, they really tighten, thickens things up. So we're going to dice the tomato and the onion. Um, we're going to saute that. We're going to throw in the green chilies, get that nice and hot, drain the pinto beans, add that, get some, you know, something liquid in there, whether it's white wine, uh, would probably be the best shot Chicken stock if you have that If not, of course, water And then mash up the banana and add that And what that'll do is It will sweeten up those spicy green chilies uh-huh. And it'll give you that kind of sweet and, sweet and spicy kind of thing And you'll be surprised at how much the banana Will thicken up that sauce um, Without having to uh, like use cornstarch or flour And you'd have like a really nice Almost like a bean chili like a vegetarian bean chili. I like it. That.
0: I like that yeah. idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't have to use a banana, it's probably going to be better. But given given the ingredients, your chop style challenge that you presented me with, that's what I would do.
0: Ah, so yeah, I so said, do you guys ever do that? Would you ever give each other, like you know, other chefs, kind of do that sort of thing? Kind of find up, find something in a in a basket full of stuff that you be like, okay, I want to see if somebody can make something out of this
1: to be honest with you, that's every special I've ever offered in a restaurant <laughs> Me going through the, the cooler, the big walking cooler yeah. and kind of going, okay, what do I got? I, I got two ears of corn. I got one jalapeno. I got, you know, like just kind of whatever the random stuff is. And you know, we're not going to, it's not enough to put like a whole menu item. So we might make two or three specials out of it. So, um, a lot of time in restaurants, special, is synonymous with using stuff that's about to go bad
0: use the stuff that's up otherwise you'd have to put it like in a fish stew or something like that you know
1: or you throw it out and then you're yeah. money away so, yeah yeah not the food's bad but it also just kind of gives you an opportunity to stretch as a chef to stretch your legs um and kind of come up with some fun ideas so i've come up with um of my most classic senior traditions that way um you know, I have the salad that I I've been taking with me from restaurant to restaurant. And it's grilled pears with a sweet honey mustard uh, dressing, dried cranberries, candied nuts, tossed with lettuce, uh, parmesan cheese. You know, and,
0: and these are uh, these are these are not that expensive.
1: No, no, and it's it's delicious and it's a nice combination. But grilled pears and where that started with was I got a case of pears one time at an accident, and I called the produce vendor. Hey, you sent me this case of pears. <clears throat> and they said, you know what, just keep it. You know, we,
0: keep it and we, use it. Not, yeah,
1: just keep it and use it. You know, we'll take it off the bill. But I didn't have pears anywhere else on the menu, so we poached them off and threw them on the grill. And next thing you know, it was stuck on my menu forever, and uh, and it was a huge seller, and it was a signature dish. So sometimes <laughs> you get a happy accident like
0: that. Yeah, the the happy accidents are the ones that really work. This this brings up a, a, a certain point. When is it too young to get kids cooking at home?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think when it comes to like uh, baking, because baking tends to be a little bit safer. It's more measuring and it's great to teach kids numbers and math, um, you know, as early as possible. Uh, I have a niece who's three and uh, she's just glued to the kitchen uh, with my sister-in-law um, and they bake every day. Uh, my, I think my, my, my brother is getting uh, maybe a little overweight from eating all these snickerdoodles, but he loves it. Um, And that's really a great way to get kids involved. But when they get a little older, don't keep them away from things like knife skills and savory cooking. Um, And I would recommend around seven years old. In my experience, having taught many kids at kids camps and different cooking schools, um, seven is really that age where I think that the motor skills are are enough that they can handle with an adult supervising um, some basic knife skills. Um, a hot sauté pan. They understand the, the the process of, you know, making sure that you're working safe. That's the most important lesson they can learn. And once they're confident that they're not going to cut themselves or burn themselves, then it's okay to kind of loosen the reins a little bit. But you know, every kid's different. Um, you know, I, I didn't cook when I grew up. My mom did all the cooking, and she didn't want us in the kitchen. You know, get out of here. Get out of here. Um, it wasn't until I was oh, 16 and I started working in a restaurant that I really started cooking myself. Um, but you know, if you're going to get your kids into the cooking, the earlier the better. But for savory cooking, I definitely think around seven, eight years old, and make sure it's fun. You, you don't if you make it a chore, then you know, uh, we know this about kids; you are not going to want to do it.
0: So. Yeah, about to say it's it's not going to make it much fun that way.
1: No, no. And there's some things that you can do with your kids that are intrinsically fun in the kitchen that are savory applications. And the one that really springs to mind is making fresh pasta or making fresh raviolis. You got the pasta machine. You got the dough. You know, it's teamwork. I find it really helps to kind of focus on items that you need more than two hands to do. So it's something like making pasta. Yeah, you can do it by yourself. It takes some practice to learn how. But it's a heck of a lot more fun with three or four or five people.
0: I say if you got more people involved, yeah.
1: Yeah, when I when I make pasta with, I don't have any children myself, but I have nieces and nephews, and when I make pasta with them, we'll conga line a sheet of pasta about twenty feet long, all the way across the kitchen and into the living room, and uh, you know, with uh, it's a lot of fun to to do that, and maybe the food doesn't come out great lower your expectations a little bit you know like here's the thing the great thing about food and i always say this you've heard me say this before we eat every day so if your meal doesn't come out perfect so what you can try again tomorrow
0: yeah and that's that's the best part about the biggest part about it thinking about that whole idea what right now are you doing professionally and personally to follow cdc guidelines
1: yeah that's a great question so um certainly um I've moved my cooking to home. Um, uh, It's rare that a chef gets to work from home like I do. Uh, So I'm thankful for that. Uh, So you can catch me on Facebook Live. I'm usually on the afternoons around 3 or 3.30 at Appliance Factory Mattress Kingdom's Facebook page, but I'm also sharing it to my personal Facebook page, which is Chef Mark Kalitz, it's just my name. Um, So I'm coming up with cooking ideas there, washing my hands, of course, I'm wiping surfaces down, I'm making sure that if I do have to cough, I'm coughing into my, uh, into my sleeve. And oh,
0: you've got the Dracula cough, don't you? <laughs> there <laughs> yeah, it is. The,
1: the, uh, well, that's what something chefs are, are accustomed to anyways. Uh, if you cough or sneeze, cough or sneeze into your elbow or into your shoulder. That's something <laughs> that you learn in kitchens at an early, early age. Um, so, you know, making sure that um, I feel great. So, you know, my health is good. Um, and then just being careful that I'm um, practicing social distancing. Um, I'm a mountain biker, so I love going out and riding. Uh, the trails after work when I can. And I'm going by myself. Normally, I would go on a group ride and I would meet my friends and we would go ride. But I'm, I'm going by myself. Um, and I've even canceled a vacation. I had a vacation to go to Sedona. Uh, and we canceled that so that we're not uh, taking our uh, me and my friends we were going to go we were going to do a mountain bike trip and we were, we canceled that deciding that we didn't want to bring um ourselves to a smaller community in case uh, this thing really blows up there um so just being socially responsible and just being mindful of other people and i think that's really what we can all do is just be mindful of other people at this time and i think that's really going to help Everybody gets through this uh, quicker.
0: I, it's funny. I, I flew to Fresno last week and had to fly in uh, to a little little small airport there. And this guy literally, he got he got was right in the same aisle as I was, and he got down on my on, on basically I mean, right around waist level, and he coughed right at me. And I'm just sitting there going, I'm going to throat punch you. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that sort of thing, that's just silly.
1: Right, right, and I think that's a good example of not thinking of other people, yeah. you, know, it's in, you know and you know and you know if it's for some people in society, they're not accustomed to thinking about other people first, but I think that during this time if we can kind of reset and th- say we're all in this together and that's what makes something like a pandemic unique is that no one is uh, no one's immune, immune to From it. Uh, experiencing this.
0: yeah, and, that, and that's one of the things. Anybody you want to say thank you to, by the way?
1: Yeah, you know, I'd like to say thank you to um, uh, King Super's here in Ohio, or pardon me, in Ohio as well maybe, but it's certainly in Colorado. I'm from Ohio. That's what yeah,
0: I'm I was to say. say it's Kroger in Ohio. I don't know. Yeah,
1: Kroger in Ohio, yeah. yeah, yeah, King Super's here in Colorado. Um, I'd like to thank them for keeping the stores uh, stocked and really working around the clock uh, to keep groceries, um, fresh produce and groceries. I think they're doing a great job. I appreciate them. I uh, appreciate uh, my friends at Appliance Factory uh, for sponsoring the cooking classes that I've been doing. Uh, they're an essential business uh, and they're doing a really, really great job helping customers uh, with things like freezers and refrigerators and making sure that people if they're bulk buying so that they can stay in and do the shelter in place are able to do so, able to have enough groceries um, in-house. Um, and you know, my friends over at uh, some of the businesses that I frequent—Standard Restaurant Supply and Restaurant Depot. Restaurant Depot—I don't know if you know—is a open is a not open to the public. It's uh, a business only for restaurants, and they they actually are now open to the public temporarily, giving people an opportunity to shop there, bulk shopping. Where are they at? Um, Uh, There's two locations here in Denver. There's one at Arapahoe and I-25. Okay. It's behind the Target. There's another one at 13th and Zuni downtown. Uh, It's right downtown next to Denver Water, that new building off of I-25. Okay. And um, you can go in there. If you've always been curious to shop there, um, go and give them a shot. I was in there today, actually, and – or yesterday, rather, and it was very low foot traffic, and everybody's standing six feet apart. Everybody has masks and rubber gloves on, hand sanitizer everywhere. Uh, there's a huge walking cooler. It's the size of two football fields, and you can just grab a cart and walk through and bulk shop. And, um, you know, if you're shopping for a large uh, family, it's really the kind of an experience. I will say, however, they're not very kid friendly. Uh, they have kid waivers. They, they, it's, it's kind of a dangerous place because it's forklifts and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, you're gonna go shop there. I would recommend uh, shopping with uh, either yourself or with other
0: adults. So, with your, you got this uh, this online cooking class you're doing right now that they can do. How can people contact you?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, so uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and it's at Chef Mark Calix and it's M-A-R-K, and my last name is K-A-L-I-X. I'm also on YouTube. That's the same handle. mark halix i have this great youtube channel i have over 300 videos i have everything from knife skills to recipe ideas to advice on appliances and kitchen design and um, i went to las vegas for a trade show and i took all kinds of video there and if you have questions about um oh gosh uh, quick recipes it's all there it's really a lot of fun it's a great resource uh, Instagram, uh, at chef Mark Alex, I've got, uh, just, that's really a little bit more fun. That's a little bit more of a sneak peek into my personal life. And then of course, Facebook, all of my live, uh, cooking is there. And I hope that you guys find me and like me and join because I think it's a great resource. I try to being a food educator first. Um, I try to share, uh, my almost 30 years of knowledge with, uh, anybody who, 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 Needs advice Uh, Send me a message on uh, Facebook I take a few uh, minutes every day To answer questions personally And if you have uh, recipe questions Or you needed cooking advice Or advice about appliances I'm an expert in both Shoot me a message I'd be happy to get back to you
0: He He works with appliances all the time So that's the whole idea, you know
1: yeah, yeah, and I get to – normally when when, uh, when we're not shelter in place, I'm going into customers' homes. This is pretty cool. Fine factory, uh, fine lines, if you purchase a luxury appliance package from them, I come with the appliances for one night. I come in, and I'll cook for you and 10 friends. We do a hands-on cooking class. I'm going to show you how to get the most out of your new appliances. And if you're doing something like a remodel, it's a really fun way to kind of punctuate the end of the remodel and celebrate the end of the dust
0: something it's you know you're actually cooking something and actually fixing this up mark thank you very much for joining us here this morning we appreciate immensely as you do this and we kind of kind of kind of threw this kind of threw this together because we were like yeah we gotta we gotta make sure people have a way that they can still work on all the things that they have and still be able to be sheltered in place as they say
1: that's right. And the good news for you is that you're going to get all those old ingredients out of your pantry.
0: Exactly. You're going to get everything out. Mark, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Good morning, Colorado. Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest independent appliance retailer, is your kitchen appliance headquarters. Save 30 to 60% every day on everything from LG and GE to KitchenAid and Samsung. If you're considering upgrading your home appliances or mattresses, stop at any one of Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom's 16 locations. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has Denver's largest. Just Tempur-Pedic, Stearns and & Foster, and Sealy Selection. Visit